0: Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 344. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode we are concluding our Lindsay Baker box set series. Myself and my guest Dave Parker coming up after the break to do the final movie which is Knife of Ice from 1972. Now, let me tell you my tale of woe. Uh, the last one we did... um, A Quiet Place to Kill. I, you know, was a bit into that movie before it suddenly dawned on me the crushing realisation that I had, in fact, seen that movie before. And I was like, well, you know, we all make mistakes, but Knife of Ice, I have not seen. So we are going to be fine there. And Dave was like, you know what, Duncan? I've never seen it as well. So it's a couple of fresh pair of eyes sitting down watching this movie. Five minutes into it, five minutes and I was like that I've seen this movie before I've seen this movie at least twice before but for whatever reason I did not have it in my head that it was called Knife of Ice so yeah that was a a crushing disappointment because I thought I was going to be seeing a a giallo essential that I hadn't seen before so you'll get more of that conversation with myself and Dave after the first break. Now we're in a brand new week of podcasting for you guys out there and it starts right here with this episode. On Thursday you are getting a little bonus content to keep you spry, get a little pip in your step and then on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday this week you will be getting the return of the 88 Thumbs Italian collections that's your lineup there right that's what you've got coming your way non-podcasts under the stairs content Uh, there's some of that coming as well so coming your way tomorrow you'll be getting that's Tuesday for those that are keeping count Tuesday you'll be getting the first installment of the brand new season of where to begin with it is the very first episode of season three where we're looking at film noir and neo-noir movies and my first pick and my 10 that i think you should watch to get into the genre new and old is of course potentially the best of all of them uh, depending on what mood you're in or your your preference in the genre Um, it is the neo-noir even though that feels a bit weird saying that because the movie's what 50 years old now so neo-noir slash film noir Roman Polanski movie Chinatown so that'll be the first movie so my review will be coming on Tuesday and then you guys will have a month to go and check that movie out and return for that show I'm looking for a lot of participation this season because the movies aren't necessarily off the beaten track as much as they are Just fucking flat out phenomenal movies. It's going to be a run of 10 film noir and neo-noir movies that you need in your life if you've never seen them before. So that will be coming your way. And the recording schedule over the next week and a bit will be kicking off the Russian Roulette franchise Retro on Wreck. Baz will be returning for Bazzy's Backdoor Cinema with a really cool concept actually. I'm very excited to record this one this week. But yeah, so plenty of content Coming its way for you guys to check out from Under the Stairs and the Tea Putts Collective. Also worth saying, Podcast Under the Stairs will be attending Glasgow Fright Fest this year alongside Scotland Liam from Scotland Liam vs Evil. So expect updates, reviews, content, and all that shiz in the near future. Okay, ladies and gents, let's do this. We're going to take a short break just now. You are going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for Knife of Ice when I return. It's our final baker Lindsay box set film right after this.
1: Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. (laughs) (laughs) The truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's gotta go <laughs> that's gotta go in there So on the show uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard who are you? I'm Brad the guy that's not Richard or Jeffrey or Simon. That's right. We have four people and we always talk at once except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon exclusive Hello, this is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? (laughs) We got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us.
2: Wow.
0: And welcome back ladies and gents So yeah, uh, I mean a small tear has appeared in the corner of my eye As we come to the final movie in this Lindsay Baker box set The box set from Severin uh, Joining me as he has done through this entire series Because I kind of forced him to um, And he's got nowhere else to go folks He's got nowhere else to go Is my, my good buddy Dave Parker Dave, we're at the end? How does it feel? I'm very happy it's over. Not that I'm like, I just, I don't know. I'm always negative. I'm a negative person. I can't
2: help it. It's in my nature. But I'm glad it's over. I mean, it wasn't. I'm glad I watched them. But at the same mm. time, I feel like I've just been really like given half-assed reviews where I, I just don't have as much to say. Like I remember when we started the Forgotten Jolly Box set, I yeah. was like, we the first couple movies we were like so into it i was like mm. this cinemato- we were like the cinematography and the tracking shot and then by then <laughs> we were like, there's there evening gloves in this movie i don't, I don't know
0: there's a fireplace
2: <laughs> then we just do peter falk fucking impressions and then give a That's
0: rating i don't <laughs> literally my favorite thing to do though uh yeah the the, the 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 difficult the difficult thing i think about this box set in particular is it's one director and it's over ostensibly a three-year period where he's done kind of these four movies and it wasn't just the four movies he'd done other movies but these four movies and some of them kind of fall before the Argento wave this one definitely falls post the Argento wave and we were chatting about this off here this is the first one i can comfortably say kind of fits a giallo mold Uh, Whereas the other ones were, I think you dubbed it rightly, kind of Euro sex crime films. Yeah, like if that was that was a sub genre of Jalo, those are where those would land in. So at least this one has kind of made it to the, it's made it to the genre that we kind of know. Uh, but the problem is, and I was explaining this to you off air and I've told the listeners in the, the upfront of this episode, I've fucking seen this movie twice before <laughs> and for whatever reason, and I think I know the reason, I, I, I'm almost 100% sure I've got the actress muddled up that played the, the, the Baker performance in this one, but I, for the life of me... And i can't even picture what the name is but i have this under a different name and the most frustrating thing about it was i did a series of screenings last february um in the cast channel which i've kind of not doing much on at the moment but we did an entire february jalo session of double bills of like kind of off the beaten track jallos. and i had a vague memory of this one that was set in spain that had this woman that was mute and a, a, a kind of a crime conspiracy in the background, or that like, might involve Satanism. And I, I was like fucking typed that into the internet, obviously got the movie that I wanted, downloaded it, played it, um, but never in the run up to this put two and two together that that was Knife of Ice. Um, so yeah, here I am again reviewing something I had seen, which means the only movie that I hadn't seen in this box set was Orgasmo. It was the only one that I hadn't seen. So, yeah. But I now own them all. (laughs) And
2: that was your... You didn't really care too much for Orgasmo, did you?
0: It's my least favourite of the ones we've covered. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I didn't...
2: Maybe it's a familiarity that you like better and you don't even remember them, but you just remember you
0: liked them. That's the, The worst bit is that like, Lindsay did, he did do Jallos, but he, he's not that wasn't his bread and butter, he wasn't like, he's not known as, you know, like in the top top five, you know Jallo filmmakers or anything like that it was kind of, he, he was doing it to kill a bit of time and he kind of did it because they were popular and then he moved on to whatever the next thing was that took his interest so, like, it's not even as if I want a box set of like like we said before, we're like the forgotten jelly stuff. You kind of knew you were going to get good movies and some duds, right? You, yeah. You, that, that was that was the the Russian roulette game you were playing when you bought those boxes. In the case of this one, none of these movies are bad at all, but like my interest in them, the fact that the first three movies are basically riffs on the same theme. Um,
2: they're all kind as, of rips on bigger movies
0: yes yeah yeah 100% it's, 100%. it's like what? what's Hitchcock doing you know <laughs> a decade ago right we need to do that as many ways as possible and um, like whenever your position on Knife um, of Ice lands I mean at least this one is trying to be a bit different but this one is the one where like Lindsay is peacocking like a motherfucker see the eye zooms and the face zooms and the you know like all the stuff that he would definitely be known more for as a filmmaker specifically in the 70s are kind of all Rosetta Stone and right here Um they're all starting to spiral out um, including just some of the, the most baffling red herrings and unlikable characters I've seen in a movie in some time. Uh. Um,
2: I asked myself this question on this movie. I said, is there such thing as too many red herrings? Yes, there fucking is. This is like the first time I've ever, usually I laugh like, like yep. the Fulci movies where it's not even a jelly. Like somebody will just walk in and they'll just be like, boom, And they'll zoom in <laughs> on their eyes. like, I have to use the restroom. You're like, There's something up with that plumber. But <laughs> there really isn't. This one was so bad to the point yeah. where it's like, can you take off your sunglasses? He's like, Okay. Oh, dude, that is the like, I, funniest, funniest shit God. ever. It's the Every character in shit. movie is fucking villainous, and then the ending—you're like, this doesn't even matter. It doesn't, doesn't even fucking
0: matter. None of none of it makes none of it makes sense. None of it matters. None of it really pans out together. It's um, it's absurd. Uh, but there's there's a kind of. A brashness of the absurdity that kind of makes it enjoyable. Um, look, look, let's let's do the let's do the bit that we're always doing at the start of these, where I read the back uh, one last time for the people out there that are really interested, um, because it was it was dubbed on the back in large yellow text that it was not your typical giallo. It, it kind of is. Bullshit. Um, is. Yeah. <laughs> not your typical uh, Umberto Lenzi giallo. That's what it should have said. Um, the final Lindsay Baker shocker remastered in Blu-ray for the first time ever in America um, from its opening Edgar Allan Poe quote <laughs> which goes no fucking way, Um to the insane climatic twist, insane, did you hear it uh, the fourth and final collaboration between co-writer and director on Beryl Lindsay and Golden Globe winner and Academy Award nominee Carol Baker is something quite unique um, that is Gore Girl that said that. With Baker as he traumatized mute, being stalked through the Spanish countryside by a black-gloved sex maniac. I never saw that. Well, there but... was
2: a sex crime murder in the film that goes nowhere. Yeah, that's a red it's not... herring again. Yeah, it's
0: the red herring. It's not the same guy. So even the back of this thing is trying to create a red herring here. I love it. Well, <laughs> when even the synopsis is like leaning into. <laughs>
2: They should just make a, a jelly spoof called Red Herring. <laughs> <laughs> the killer is just a fish or a bird. What is a herring? Is it a fish or is a
0: bird? it can I can't. be both. Actually. So there you okay, are. there we I, go. Uh, yeah, there we are. Is it a fish uh,
2: or a bird? That's what the fucking tagline is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fins and feathers. Uh, you decide. Uh, so it's the, yeah, by a, a black glove sex maniac who may be a member of a satanic cult. Evelyn Stewart of The Sweet Body of Deborah, Eduardo Fajardo um, from Nightmare City and George Regald of Horror Express and Eyeball alongside Sylvia Monelli of Yesterday and t- Today and Tomorrow uh, co-star in this offbeat and fascinating giallo thriller that was from All Movie uh, now scanned from the 2K original negative with all new specials. Features. Terror Trap would say about this, it's a tight giallo from Lindsay. Beautifully shot with good performances and an absolutely cool finale. There you are. Um I disagree. But uh, about the finale. I find the finale just really rid- ridiculous. they're not even in that way where like you get to the end of some giallos and you're like that, huh? it was the bookkeeper all along um like yeah. in the case of this was one like, I'm... I just followed
2: this character for 90% of yeah. the movie seeing every move they did but apparently you cut out everything of importance
0: yes yeah yeah this is the, like it's not an unreliable you know narrator if ultimately they chop out the bits where they're murdering everyone <laughs> like, like and, and I love how everyone
2: fucking devises this elaborate plan for what you knew it if yep.
0: you already knew it, why are
2: we doing this? I'm yeah. sorry, I'm jumping ahead. No, 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 no. Ending- you, you,
0: you are right. You're right. Like there's a there. Like she thinks like that. That is the very. She thinks she her, her uncle has died and her uncle knew that she was the killer. So then they all Scooby Doo together up to set up, like he survives. He tells the cop clearly. The cop clearly has evidence. The psychiatrist for some reason who's Johnny Big Boss in this movie. um he explains yeah. everything because we have to, psycho you have to that. have
2: the psycho exposition which has got to be one of the lamest expositions I've ever seen
0: this one is amazing because it's amazingly bad, I want to stress uh, because he gives the first, he gives an explanation it is very erudite and concise and I kind of loved it for that he's like that, you did it, like we know you did it, and you thought your uncle was dead but he was actually alive and he's told you you did it, all the evidence points your way and then he kind of turns to walk away and then he li- literally does the Columbo thing and he's like, and just one more thing. This is how you did it. And then it's like watching Clue. <laughs> and and if you like, killed
2: her because you're jealousy. There's yeah. your initial thought. The the gothic jealousy, madness, I guess yep. that's where the Poe quote would yes, come in, but maybe. she doesn't really use a knife at <laughs> no. all. So she fucking... Uh, and almost all the sc- kills are off-screen, if I'm not mistaken. I do not they are, they are. They are all the off-screen. First
0: kill, yeah. And no of the off screen as well you don't even when you get the flashback you don't really see penetration or really any blood which is surprising like once again this is a better like lens, the playboy eh?
2: channel man there's no penetration yeah that's
0: <laughs> well it's behind the paywall um uh, <laughs> uh, uh, behind the box set paywall uh, like it's surprisingly tame it's like as as bonkers in some ways but it's, surprisingly well, it's not tame, tame. When they movie.
2: kill the bull that's not tame but that's but real the-
0: but that's but that's to me there's the <laughs> one what the it's fuck just <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't add anything at all. Is 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 this sort of thing where the and specifically in the time periods, so but it's kind of that mondo thing where we can use some actual yeah. footage. Not well, the they're locations, location,
2: movie. so fuck it, right? We're yeah. in Spain. That, we gotta we're let in Spain. Know yeah. Spain by <laughs> killing a fucking ball.
0: Yeah, no one else will know anything about Spain except this, uh, and this is coming from Italians. <laughs> this is coming from Italians, and I'm like that. Jesus, I mean, like, do, do your movies start with someone eating pizza? Come on, a fuck. You know, like, it's, like look, 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 there are other things. There are other ways to. Let in fact, be, he, he didn't the, bother about any of the other movies, did he? And any of the no, other ones really. in this box set which were set in Spain. Um I didn't well, even like, know he, they
2: were they were set,
0: to be honest. I think this I think the previous one was Spanish. Um and Yes, yeah, sorry, the previous one was No, uh, So Sweet, So perverse is France. I think the previous one was Spanish. Um yeah. But you wouldn't know That's why a place i plays to Kelvin. Yeah, like it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't fucking know. Um and you don't need to know, but in this movie they want you to know. Look at this bill get fucking stabbed for entertainment. Are you not entertained?
2: No, was, not really. No, no, not really. <laughs> like, at all, not not even a little bit. Like can I mean, it's a product sort? of its time, but it's also pointless to the plot of the film. It 100%. does really add nothing. But um, I, Stephen Thrower says that too. He's just like, it doesn't add anything. It's not even. It has no correlation to
0: anything in the fucking movie. Yeah, um, it reminds me a little bit of. Um, there's that movie, uh, Cannibal Man. It's a Man. Yeah, that's a great movie, though. Yeah, it's, it's a great thriller, um, but there's just a whole lot of abattoir scenes in there because he works in an abattoir, and we need to pad that movie out uh you know there's I mean? a couple so
2: there's, cuts of that movie though so there's like a couple different versions yes. of that film so yes
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and the, I, I got I, it was on the video nasty list for the reasons you imagine it was on the video nasty list because it just had like a lot of animal trauma
2: yeah no like yeah.
0: that we don't like and it had no, a cannibal
2: man title so they're yes. like
0: cannibal fuck that yeah well we can't have that because these movies are real don't you know that um yeah. so yeah so, so this movie start like I, oh, it's, I, it's it's gratuitous in the way that it puts that in there purely for chop value. Um, and it, like you say, it's the only real kind of... It's the only real blood we actually get to see properly cool. or like violence. I have a question se. about
2: the cat. Do you think that yeah. cat was actually killed? Oh. Because mm-hmm. I, I th- the Fernando DeLay movie where they have the big shootout in the junkyard at the end yep. it really looks like they shot the cat in that <laughs> one, to be honest. I'm not kidding. It looks legit. And Lindsay has a shit track record with animals. He's, like a terrible, Giovanni, t- yeah, he's a terrible. Yeah. a terrible. Giovanni Radici story where he was like, uh, kill this pig. And he's like,
0: oh, I'm not fucking killing that
2: pig. Yeah. And then he fucking made somebody else do it. Yes. Yeah. And, like, and then,
0: and like, as some sort of weird, like, anti karma, like, did end up, like, slutting his own hand, did he not? Yeah, he said it looked like,
2: like shit, too, and everything. The scene yeah. never worked out well. But oh, It's just God. like, you shouldn't... If you're going to kill animals on screen, the last thing you should do is make your fucking actors do it.
0: A hundred... <laughs> but yeah, like, you're, you're, yeah, you're actors who are not trained to slaughter animals in a humane yeah. way, like, any way, like shape, or form. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Um, let, let's talk about, like... Because this, this movie, for the most part, is a big, like bag of popcorn it's just it's pure fluff and entertainment and there isn't really much um beneath the surface here uh but it does have the the interesting end of uh our collaboration here so we've had carol baker as like like a drugged up demented sex fiend uh we then had our kind of responsible for this master plot to you know get rid of a lover and get lots of money uh we then had her as someone who was kind of essentially played um like literally to her death in the uh, yeah. in the previous movie and now in this movie she just don't talk. <laughs> like it's like where else can we take this working relationship? No like lines. i have enough of this shit. Yeah, I'm not like, talking anymore. She did the Christopher you know, Christopher Lee thing with like that Dracula movie like I will be on set. I will say not a word of this shit dialogue. Like not even one word. That you, you I will dress up. I will put the makeup on. You can film my eyes being all bloodshot, but I will be dead and buried in this ground before I read one fucking line in this script.
2: Well, that's like Sid Hagen, Galaxy of Terror. They gave him, he had <laughs> yep. one line. He was like, I'll do it, mute. And then they're yep. like, I have to say the one line. I die with the crystals. <laughs> she did have a line at the end too, similar <laughs> to Christopher. I think Christopher Lee had maybe one line in *Direct Open yeah. Prince of Darkness. Maybe, I don't yep. know. He hissed a lot.
0: Like, because like the ending, once again, like she. Oh, we'll get that anyway. Um, she she lives on this kind of. She lives in this stately sort of home with her uncle, who is, a, like, a ra- very much like myself, a rabid reader of true crime and the occult. But for some reason, that makes him the foremost expert to the police. In true crime and the occult and all these weird satanic things that are happening, and there's a guy that lives in your town that's really into Satanism and the occult. He's your suspect, isn't he? Oh, he's, he's, he's guilty like, already. <laughs> he's like, period. Oh. <laughs> it's like it's just the way they bring him in we all because we know that you meet up on this shit that we don't know anything about you probably no. know a little bit too much about. the one thing that cracks me up is
2: they're like a giallo unlike any others and I'm looking at the checklist for yeah. a giallo at the time I'm like gothic settings nice yep. one location black glove killer hippies yep. I'm like yep. mm, no, nah, it's pretty much a fucking standard ass giallo
0: yeah specifically for 72 yeah I mean 72's um uh, uh, lizard in a woman's skin. If I'm yeah, not, yeah, and that's mistaken. a much
2: better hippie jally
0: Oh, it's a hundred percent pisses from a great height over this movie. <laughs> like, oh, eat, sure. like, it, like it's, it's just it's a far more interesting one. But um, so yeah, so she lives with her uncle and uh, her sister, no, her friend, or, or one relative who is that's a her singer. cousin. Our cousin, yeah. Our, so our cousin, that, that
2: actress is in a hundred fucking movies. That's why it's kind of a shame to see her bite it right in the beginning.
0: Yeah, she's gone quick. <laughs> she's like, She ain't sticking around long at all. But she shows up uh, coming back off tour um, and we find out that uh, Carol Baker is mute because she saw her parents die. <laughs> this is bad. She saw her parents die in a train accident where her dad threw her from the fucking train to save her and then... In doing that, she landed and then saw the train collide with something and then watch her parents burn to death. doesn't Um, go
2: anywhere, really.
0: No, adds nothing. Once again, adds nothing except this is the event that caused her to become mute. and it could have been a million other things that could have caused her to go mute
2: maybe (laughs) her going to the train station to meet her cousin triggered her to go crazy but they don't ever do it enough and they never show you any of the interesting bits of Carol
0: Baker yeah which would make sense in a Jalo set that's what they do it's like the killer has he triggered childhood trauma by something that happens like you're right that's logically what should happen here we don't get like as, as mentioned a couple of times, she has a couple of weird flashbacks of a train and that is literally the extent that we get with it. Um, but she comes back to the house. Uh, there's a big party thrown. Um, we find out that she's been pushed as part of her therapy to do things that make her very uncomfortable. Our therapist believes that if he can crack this, she'll be able to talk again, even though it's been many, 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 many years um, since she spoke. Uh, And like you say, she was at the train station at the beginning, which is likely the triggering force. Um, And then it's like our our cousin gets stabbed in the garage. Um, The housekeeper... um, who just eats with the family at the table, which is weird. Um, yeah, I
2: mean, the way they explain why she killed all these people, it's so it's so crummy.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's just so, so crummy. Like, yeah.
2: It's so it, patchwork.
0: Yeah, and it's like you said you've invested an hour and a half in this movie, um, already not getting the death scenes that you want, and then kind of cheated out of those death scenes in the flashbacks, um, well, they- at the end.
2: you know what cracks me up at the very end of the movie? Go for it. Like, they literally show her strangling a fucking child and they're like, we're sorry we have to arrest you. Who gives, you're not fucking sorry. beat her to a bloody fucking pulp? She's a child murderer who actually fucking is not mentally ill because she killed people to cover up the crime, which shows that she knew exactly what she was doing. She 100%
0: knew exactly what we're doing. Like, but you're you're, you're right about that. Like, there is a line at the end of this where the police officer apologizes for arresting. (laughs) Fuck. Which,
2: I'm like, what the...
0: It's what, like what apologizing
2: we... to Freddy Krueger. Sorry, Fred, <laughs> we gotta arrest you.
0: It's just... It's it's so fucking wrong. It's so, so wrong. Um, Yeah, but, but essentially, she, she kills her cousin, uh, she kills the, the, the kind of housekeeper, and then she kills this little girl as well, because the little girl works out that she's the killer. But in the background, in the background, Dave, there is a sex-crazed black-gloved killer on the list who b- believes in Satan and we got a glimpse from a very early on in this movie with his snake eyes. Oh, who's... could it be the Satanist? Could it be the crazy chauffeur who's the asshole from Django, oh, who I think dude. was also yeah. in Lisa and
2: the Devil? Could it be the police officer who's the dick and murder mansion? Or his partner, the asshole in yeah. Fistful of Dollars?
0: Or could it be the psychiatrist who seems to be a little bit big for his britches? Or could it be the uncle who is a practicing Satanist question mark could it who be knows? the little girl who faked her own death I'd like, who cares could, <laughs> it isn't but where the movie shines for me is that like for whatever reason I just get a feeling that everyone was having a ball making this movie, it's fun and it's quick and it's pulpy and it's nonsense and it's kind of shit and the explanation doesn't really work <laughs> and we are, what well, we uh, by this point we're not even at the tipping point of when we can start excusing Jallos for being really fucking lazy. Um, 72 is still relatively early, early on. It's like late 73, early 74. But What's think the big like...
2: point, you think? What, what movie think it... was it? Just the, the definition of... I know Slashers was like, you start getting to like, what was that really corny slasher that just got re released on Blu-ray? Death, Death Screams?
0: Yes, Like Death By Screams. the end of that,
2: they were not giving a
0: fuck. They were yeah. like, I like literally... Uh, uh, Yeah, I was going to say I don't know if it's I think it's maybe when they when they're actively starting to do things to make the movies different Um, whilst uh, whilst I love it deeply a movie like uh, like All the Colours of the Dark for example is clearly trying to move away from the you know that was, the, was that later was that what year was uh, that 74 i think 73 okay. 74 i think um but then you've got like you've even got like sergio martino's torso is kind of actively trying to move away from But
2: i, I would say this, these are both better than knife
0: advice oh yeah oh no, no I, I would not i would <laughs> oh, yeah yeah a hundred percent better i remember that's what i'm saying there's at this point there's no excuse for a movie to be as just so wishy-washy and cauldron pot of just yeah. tropes and cliches. Like, th- there hasn't been enough time for, like I say, that tipping point to come where we're like, uh, we're just kind of going through the motions here. And that's kind of, it almost feels like a like a like an opportunistic movie for Lindsay. As in, you know, I've, you know, I've got people here. Like, you round off the list of, like, of all these people. There's a great are, cast yeah and I'd like to be honest like out with the little girl and I think a lot of the dubbing is the reason now, that I kind of cringe war um everyone plays like a great part in that they all are being kind of put forward as potentially the killer and from their actions and the way they work maybe they are um but it's just like like you like there's a oh man there's just so many bits in this that are kind of it kind of feels like one idea just mashed with another idea, just mashed with another idea, and then we'll just see how it plays out at the end, and everyone will be happy. Um, I imagine it's the sort of movie that didn't necessarily do that well at all when it came out, and obviously the name stuck so strong with me that I could remember seeing it twice before. Um, the name doesn't fit with the movie. Except they it doesn't have that fit opening, at all. But... Yeah, doesn't fit at all with the with the movie, and I think that to me is a. Maybe why I struggled a little bit um, with the. You should have
2: done something with the muteness in the title. I don't know why the fuck you wouldn't.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Too scared
2: to scream well, any fucking thing.
0: Anything at all. Anything at all is that is the is one of the driving like you you're like you said you follow a a character throughout this movie who has no dialogue, but like everyone seems to be really good at picking up our kind of charades and all the There's a bit where she's like. She, put, she puts uh, all the the matches in a box and he closes it and our, our, our uncle's like that. Ah, I know what you're saying. The garage door was locked. So how did the killer get in? And I'm like, you got that from four matchsticks? I don't
2: fucking know. What is it, the Rain Man? I don't have any what's like, going
0: on. Yeah, but, like, the conversation wasn't even related. Like, I could understand if it was building on that conversation, but, like, what she does that and it's not related to anything they're talking about. And it it got to a point where I was like that. Is this, like, a Lassie movie? What's that, Lassie? Timmy's trapped down the well? Um, Good girl. Uh, And just, it got kind of... I think that's the thing. It's so preposterous. I think the biggest negative for me is just all the effort we go to setting up the hippie satanic killer. Because... that doesn't pay off like at all no
2: he's a he's a dead end the train yep. stuff is kind of a dead end yeah um fucking so much of this is a dead end the chauffeur's a dead end <laughs> everything and, and like i guess the 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 hippie dude did get off he he like he was like thank god that little girl got yep. killed <laughs> <laughs> he pulled a kramer remember that when they thought kramer was a strangler or some shit oh, yeah. then the killer killed again and they let him yep. go <laughs> He didn't get like, go. Oh, I think he was still charged with like moving a body or some shit. I don't fucking
0: know. Yeah. It's Kramer. Uh, like, there was
2: <laughs> a nice, uh, nice, um, like scenery. Like I said, it has the nice, it's beautifully shot. Yeah. It's nice beautifully wooded short. locations. Yeah. It's just, it like, if, if you came back a year later and said, what's knife ice about, I'm like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's that's ice. literally me.
0: You're me in this scenario. Yeah. Like I am a year on. I I'm I almost, one year on from when i screened this and i couldn't remember the. i could remember the movie obviously because clearly like less than two minutes and i was like oh i've seen this uh but i hadn't equated the name to it and like you say it's because the name doesn't really mean anything to the movie at all in any way shape or form which I, I i i hate movies that do that like specifically in this genre where it's just like there's i mean like you say you come out like you had well all of like like Three seconds, and you came out with a name that was infinitely better and more suited than this one. So, I mean, it's been
2: used a hundred times, but who gives a shit? It never stopped anybody before.
0: Oh god, no, god no. But um, yeah, the thing of it that the like I see, like there's there's too much going on in the background that doesn't go anywhere. The reveal of the killer itself is kind of naff. Um, the actual. Deaths themselves, we should be getting more gore in the flashback, or more something in the flashback, except the strangle scene where we really linger on that little girl just standing there, not thrashing around, that she's strangled to death by a woman. Um, and yeah, and like it concludes in the most preposterous way with like three full-on explanations as to why she's a killer and the apology from the police officer before he arrests her. Um, <laughs> I'm so it's... sorry you murdered those three people with cold blood. <laughs> Well, I gotta arrest you. I guess it's my job. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's not. But it's entertaining. As I was like it's entertaining in the moment. But like you say, like a year from now, it's like it's not going to be in the tip of your tongue when someone's like, "I want, I want to do like a like a, a jalo that I've never seen before." I can't imagine knife of ice being the one that springs to the tip of your tongue to tell them. Um, it's just not that sort of movie and it kind of... In more ways than some of the other ones that we've covered in this box set, this is the one that kind of feels like the cynical cash grab. Because, yeah. like, had he just done another romantic, you know, er- erotic, kind of year-old sex thriller in 72, I mean, I could kind of appreciate that. That's his, that's his thing. But this one is clearly... Clearly aimed and catered to the post-crystal plumage crowd. It just doesn't have any of the whip or structure, or nuance that Dario Argento uh, is putting in his movies at this time, or the other directors around them. Whether it's like yeah. an Aldo Lado, Sergio Martino, uh, like we mentioned, Lucio Fulci, who does uh, you know *Lizard in a Woman's Skin* this year. Um, it doesn't have any of that at all. So as a result of that. Where he was doing movies which were kind of Eurosex crime movies, and, and in its own little bubble where people were making movies like that, but they were all kind of shades of the same thing. This is him now stepping into a league of filmmaking which is churning out some like kind of incredible movies. Yeah, a lot of trash, fully admit that, but some kind of incredible movies. And this is his swing at doing that sort of story. It just turns out that Lindsay's maybe not necessarily great at this because it's not as sleazy as his later jellos which yeah Lindsay works best in his cruelty yes and his absurdity
2: i think his movies work best for me when cruelty and absurdity i mean that's i know that sounds like just me being a trash bag but that's what i like and that's what i think he's good at yeah i mean he's he's good at filmmaking so this one's just not mean enough or sleazy enough or good enough to stand out to be honest
0: yeah yeah i think i think that's I think that's 100% spot on. Um, I'm interested to see where our scores land in. In the previous movie, we gave it a 3.5. Um, Dave, you know the, the the old rating system over here, 1 through 5. I one do. 2's didn't like it, 3's liked it, four is really liked it, five has loved it. Uh, Knife of Ice, what are you giving it?
2: Uh, a real weak 3.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's correct. That's the correct score. That's exactly what it's getting from me. I, I like it. In the moment, but it is a deeply, deeply, deeply flawed movie, um, and yeah, it's, uh, it was our last collaboration, and maybe that's not a bad thing. Uh, and Lindsay would go on and have a fucking roller coaster of a '70s career. He's, in the late '70s is fucking nuts for him. Um, so yeah, like we're we're putting this to bed. Um, if you had to order them. Uh, favorite to least favorite Um, how would that ranking go for you Dave
2: Uh, so sweet so perverse is the best Mm -hmm. followed by a quiet place to kill Mm -hmm. then orgasmo then Mm -hmm. knife of ice
0: it's the same as me because it's exactly right. the, same it's the right one <laughs> <I> see, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> yes Duncan you can agree with me because I am correct uh, yeah that's exactly the ranking there not a bad film in the box set but like All I worth like, it. don't watch
2: them back to back
0: yes I, I would agree that's the, that's the big message in here like, take your time with this box set Like, one every three four months is fine I think, uh, as a grounding point, just to work your way through it. Uh, don't do what we did. Um, <laughs> we, I'm going to say we'll learn our lesson better, but that forgotten jelly box set number four is coming in and we are going to do it at some point. Um, yeah, Mings to arise tomorrow, by the way. Mings arise tomorrow. I don't tomorrow. learn. I have a learning I can't learn. <laughs> so I will do this, this again and again and again and you will all fucking enjoy it. <laughs> what else? Um, so yeah I, I, I'm, I'm super curious for that box set when it arrives uh, but it'll sit set on my shelves until we eventually get around to it now Dave yeah, you are a very busy man you do lots of movie reviews out there where can people check out your stuff buddy uh,
2: you don't want to listen to me anymore
0: they do want to listen to you <laughs> so tell them
2: okay Mr. Parka M-R-P-A-R-K-A YouTube check it out and uh, sometimes I'm on 22 Shots of Moods sometimes I'm not what if I feel like
0: it? <laughs> Go ahead and check his stuff. Please, please, please. Uh, Dave, we are—we um, have plans for the next evolution, like Pokemon for some reason, uh, the <laughs> next evolution of this kind of thing we've been doing. Uh, there's a couple of ideas floating in the background. There will be uh, an announcement coming soon. Uh, and we are going to we're going to chat about this off air rather than just be all vague and sketchy and shit um, on a recording but yeah we will be back doing this Uh, I believe my timeline is that we'll be kicking off something in March uh, which gives us enough time to get our our shit together and stuff put out there but yeah I thank you a lot for entertaining me going through this box set and then listening to how senile I've actually become in that I'm the same uh, I'd seen two of them though. I'd seen two of them, and I'm gonna to have to review one of them. And like, and like well, Granted, it was the best movie, but in like a couple of weeks' time. Don't you do it on Letterbox? Don't you have a Letterbox to make sure I you've do, seen this? stuff? I do have a Letterbox. But you gotta sh-
2: keep up on it. You gotta keep up. I'm up.
0: terrible on it, and I realised that my problem with Letterbox is that what I should just use it for instead of what like movies I've seen is just new movies which is what i that's all case. i do i yeah, never so,
2: review anything i've already seen it's all diary everything yeah. on there is diary
0: so i'm gonna start like doing that and that should fix things i think yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> as opposed to like how i was doing before i think there was at one point i was uh, logging a movie that i'd already like logged like it twice before or something and like I'd like you know just overwritten my review. I'm like, why am I di- like I should only do it for new new watches, which is what I'll do, Dave, and then this will this will never happen again until the next time.
2: Yeah, just do diaries. Sometimes I'll I'll realize that I've watched one movie like five fucking times in three years and I'm like, why do I have to keep watching this? <laughs> Most of the time it's something I like, but no, yeah, that's the way I do it. Like, I don't, a lot of people will start rating shit on memory, like, and I'll yeah. see people's ratings of great movies, and they'll be like three stars. I'm like, you probably should rate that on your six, six-year-old six memory right
0: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> like, Wild Bunch, two and a half. I saw it when uh, I was 12. Too kill long. them Kill <laughs> <was> like, them. <laughs> bro bro rewatch that before you rate that
0: <laughs> oh man that's criminal that you should never do that i um, never seen that rating
2: on the wild bunch or I I should do, we like would box. have to
0: drive down and find the person that wrote it and beat some sense into them <laughs> um, as we would have to do uh, right I'm going to take my final break of this episode um, talking about beating up listeners or potential movie reviewers uh, it feels like a good place to put a pin in this conversation um, but I'm going to be back to close out the show and I'm going to do it right after this You're listening to The Podcast Under The Stairs. And you've been listening to The Podcast Under The Stairs. This has been episode 344. This has been the final movie in the Lindsay Baker box set brought to you by Severin. This was Knife of Ice, a movie that I had seen a few times before uh, but just couldn't remember the name. Don't you hate it when that happens? As always, a massive thanks to my guest host who has been resident all the way through this box set, the phenomenal Dave Parker. Uh, Dave is taking the reins on what we're going to be doing in the next kind of extension of this fun little project that we have and his ideas are absolutely slamming. So we will be returning for you probably late March to start off a brand new series of bizarre content for your listening pleasure, ladies and gents. There is a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. Wherever your listeners right now, hit subscribe. That way you get the shows as and when they drop and access to the entire back catalogue of Teapots content. Do not stop there, though. Subscribe to the Teapots Collective, the sister feed to this particular feed, and you get shows like where to begin with opera omnia doing the nasty and chronicle all those shows are currently active or in the case of opera omnia about to be active as of next month and yeah plenty of content and the archives for all those shows available there subscribing to both those feeds is the best way to support what i do under the stairs you can of course if you don't like searching around podcatchers jump across to our website which is tputzcast.com over there, you'll find links to every single show that I do, as well as a special little link to a show called Gioz's Shite and other regrettable outbursts. It's a booze-based banter entertainment podcast featuring myself, The Baz, and Scott and Liam from Scott and Liam vs. Evil. The most operandi of that show is that we drink while recording it and talk about terrible life choices. Now... Some would argue that us drinking and then recording content is a terrible life choice. So, as you can see, we will constantly be feeding ourselves with content. We also do weird news stories from around the globe and do listener emails when you submit them in. It is a ton of fun. It can get a bit crass at times, but let's be honest, you wouldn't have it any other way. You can check out Jaws' Shite and other regrettable outbursts exclusively available on teapotscast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to check us out on Facebook facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash cast, that'll get you the podcast under the stairs T-Puts Collective is just simply a page so the URL is facebook.com forward slash teapots it can be any easier To get down and dirty and interactive on Jaws's Shites Facebook page which is a ton of fun with tons of listener content that's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettable pod You can of course shun Facebook and why not who wants to be on Facebook, let's be honest if I didn't have a podcast to hawk I'd be off that motherfucker but if you don't like using Facebook but you still want to interact and see what we're up to you can do that via the twin prongs of social media sexiness, Facebook um, is out, Twitter and Instagram is in myself and Baz are on those platforms and at Cast will get you to us couldn't be any easier than that folks could not be any easier The podcast Under the Stairs returns for you this Thursday with some extra special bonus content. So until then, wherever you are, what the time zone is, and wherever you're up to this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from Under the Stairs, and I am signing off.